Hi, I'm Pam Keneally, and I am so excited to welcome you today to the Single Mom Cast by Rise Ministries. I'm just so thrilled you join us today, and I have with me Mel Hyatt, who is also on staff. So, Mel, welcome. Thanks, Pam. We are excited to share what we have for you today. Yes. You know what? Today we're talking about something, Mel, that we rarely consider as we're trying to live with joy and overcome the constant disappointments we face. I mean, this thing we're discussing today is one of these hidden realities of life that really we never consider. It's something that it's if it's not examined and considered first— it's sneaky. It has the capacity to give birth to hurtful emotions like anger and bitterness. And what we're talking about today, what I'm trying to say is today we're talking about expectations. Those are those assumptions we have about how life should be for us. Or, or it's when we believe something is going to happen now, or we believe that something should happen in a certain way and it doesn't. Expectations are are huge. And I know in my life, I've discovered they encompass every area of my life, my work, my relationships, they're everywhere. But often, uh, they're kind of like cotton candy dreams that when they don't happen, and what we envision didn't happen, then we're let down, and we don't know how to respond to it. So, you know, what we want to do today is just talk about this. And what do we do when our expectations we've had let us down? Where do we go? So, Let's just start with that. Mel, I'm sure you've had many expectations from God. Can you think of a time when you've had expectations from God um, and then you were upset when he didn't meet it? Hmm. Well, I mean, we're just starting there today. Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, have an expectation he'll come through with this podcast, right? <laughs> yes, uh, we have. Hopefully you don't have too high of expectations of me. Um, I, I want to, before I answer that, I want to say that um, I don't know that I get upset with God. I think my relationship with the Lord has been kind of complicated because I wasn't raised in church. And, and so I wasn't raised in this environment where I was taught to expect things from God. And then when I started going to church, I just kind of walked in the doors. Um, I don't know, thankful that they let me have a seat. Mm -hmm, That sounds mm -hmm, weird, but I felt like I had already done a lot of things and, um, just was not living a very good life. So when, when I have these moments with the Lord where I'm expecting him to do something for me and he doesn't, I'm, I'm not upset. I always feel like that it's actually my fault that mm-hmm. he didn't come through, that, well, I just, I guess I didn't pray right or I haven't been good enough. Um, so I'm not usually upset with him. I'm usually just pack on that shame and think, man, the Lord, I, I like, I don't doubt the Lord. I just doubt myself or right. doubt that he loved me enough to answer my prayer. So I, is that, does it, that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. Cause some, so often I hear single moms say, I'm just upset or they're angry with God because he did not meet their expectations. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I will, I'm not saying I never do, I guess the time that, um, that I had this moment where I was shaking my fist at the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, it, it was when I was going through my divorce. So I went through a divorce while I was in ministry. Uh, we were both pastors at a church and we tithed and we had went to Bible college and we prayed at dinner and we had Bible verses hanging up in our house and he left. And I remember shaking my fist at the Lord going, um, this doesn't add up. You've made Mm -hmm. a mistake. And I had, for some reason, started to believe that the Lord was kind of like Santa. Well, I'm doing these great things and then I'm going to get really great things. 
And it was pretty short-lived because as I was having this moment and I was becoming bitter, the Holy Spirit just started to show me scripture and said to me, well, God didn't even accommodate his son. If you look at what his Mm -hmm. own son went through, he was born, um, he wasn't born at, you know, the nice hospital down the street with a gold bed. And I mean, he should have been accommodated of all people. Um, And then this horrible death that he died. So why do you think that the Lord would accommodate you? And I was just kind of like, Uh Holy Spirit, (laughs) I'm already going through this. But it it was this moment of going, oh my goodness, this, the Lord making, answering all my prayers or accommodating me has nothing to do with how much he loves me. Or Jesus would have had the easiest, most beautiful life. Absolutely. Um, So that kind of, for me, I always remember that. And it really helps me not get to this point where I say I'm upset with the Lord. Exactly. Well, you know, moms, you're probably listening today and you're facing some situations and maybe you're not upset with the Lord. You're just, you're just disappointed and you're hurt. And some of your expectations have created feelings that you don't like, you know, unmet expectations can create all kinds of emotions. But, you know, as for me, I think about my unmet ex- my expectations I had in my first marriage. I expected that to fully last forever. And and when it didn't, it was uh, an expectation I've had to wrestle with for years to understand why, just kind of like you, why, Lord? And and yet it was, it was the best, worst thing that I could ever go through, but so much was learned from that expectation that that I initially thought would work. But um, Mel, um, where do you think most of our expectations that are not met, they come from somewhere. Where do you think they come from, our unmet expectations? I know for me, I don't know for you and all of our listeners, but for me, I can generally tie it back to me not communicating my expectations. So I'm going to just bring this home and and then we can talk about it being with the Lord. But I will get super frustrated about something maybe my kids don't do or that they did, but they didn't even, they don't, they don't know why I was frustrated. I never communicated that I expected them to do those things. Um, And then I just get frustrated with myself and I can't really even fight about it. You know, it's just this, I think it's communication. I think it's going, I expected you, I expect you to do this. I really need this from you. And then if it doesn't happen, then we can have a conversation. Then it's not me just being frustrated or um, thinking that they let me down. So I, for me, it's always, if I look at all of my expectations that weren't met, I can generally tie it back to a string of communication. And that's probably with the Lord as mm-hmm. well. You know, if I'm getting upset with him and I'm let down with him, I probably have not been spending a lot of time with mm-hmm. him. Because even in my worst days when I'm spending time with him, the Holy Spirit is revealing to me what the Lord is doing or what he's going to do or just giving me this peace. So I need to always bring my anger and my frustration down to the bottom line, which then it's just me not communicating. Sure. And you know what, Mom, sometimes you're unmet expectations, your expectations that are not met can come from, like you said, a need you have. You, you, you needed this to happen and you expected it to happen and it didn't. So you were disappointed with an unmet expectation or it could come from uh, how easy it is. I know as, as a single mom for me, I would look around and I would see all these married couples and, mm. and I would start comparing. And, you know, I the expectation I would have that have for that 
what's hurt was an unmet expectation because I had that. And it started because I was comparing instead of looking to God for help or looking to God for guidance, I was comparing. Or a lot of times it's from an expectation. It could be something verbal. You're talking to a friend and she says something out of place or somebody and your words can, you you expected, you weren't expected to be hurt. You weren't expected those words. And so sometimes we have to evaluate where is this coming from exactly? And so um, they come from in a lot of places. So that's something that we can look at today. I think, too, single moms have to be really careful about not taking the expectations that they maybe had with their spouse or partner or that they would have and put that on their children. Yes. You know, of expecting them to meet the needs that uh, a, a spouse or a loved one would a partner would give you, we can't expect our kids to meet those needs. And that can, that can be really tricky. I think I remember even saying to my oldest, like you're the man of the house, there's putting this expectation on him that he really doesn't deserve to have to carry. So I, I wonder though, for, for you, Pam, over the years, you've spent a lot of time with single moms. What have you seen as one of the most common unmet expectations from single moms? You know, there's many, there's many expectations. And what what comes to mind most right now is many uh, revolve around the failure of relationships that mm-hmm. didn't work. And there was an expectation it would work and it didn't. And therefore, an unmet expectation, if not taken to God first, it will move to anger. It will move to, ven- it will spiral downward. And we're going to get to talking about that in a moment. But an unmet expectation has a has a following. It has a following. And so what comes to mind is the failure of relationships. I had a mom call me the other day that her she wasn't expecting this. Her son, who's turning 13, wants to go live with his dad. Mm. And she was totally not expecting that. And she was spiraling into some resentment and spiraling into some you know, not knowing how to handle this expectation that had been broken. Sometimes it comes from child support failures, uh, the money not coming in. It can come from a children's behavior. You're expecting a child to behave a certain way, and they didn't. And as a result, you moved into uh, a spiral that took you down instead of turning to God and letting having God's thoughts about the situation. It could come, oh, there's a lot, male job disappointments or... My, maybe mom's feeling like they're not enough as they compared themselves to others, or, or like I said, they may even feel let down with God about certain things. And all of these, like I said, that if you don't identify the unmet expectation, okay, why, why am I angry? I'm angry because of this unmet expectation, and and it, it, it leads to those things. So, you know, it could lead to angry outburst. It could lead to bitterness or physical problems. You know, spiritual doubts or ineffective prayers, often if you trace it back, Mel, you trace it back, trace it, it comes to some an, an expectation you had that at that moment you didn't yield it to God. Yeah. You nursed it yeah. a bit. And we've yeah. all done that. And I and, and when I really dig in there, too, it's usually it's really been about me mm-hmm. and maybe an expectation also that I'm not meeting for myself. I, I think, gosh, my youngest, I have to tell him this all the time. You are so hard on yourself. And that also makes you hard on other people. And he has such high expectations of himself. And I, I worry a lot about him just going through life and he will man, he might strike out at a baseball game and he thinks about it for weeks. And I have to remind him, it's a, 
it's a game, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm, he's, he's wired a lot like me. And so I'm worried that he's going to spend his life letting himself down and then allowing others to let him down instead of looking for these opportunities mm-hmm. of greatness. And he just has such high expectations, which, which makes him a great <laughs> yes. little dude. But I'm also like, you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. Let's not stress about that. Yes. Let's not stress about it. Yeah. This all reminds me of a scripture you sent me, Pam, uh, that is in Hebrews 12. It says, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. And I think we overlook those first words, see to it. So Pam, I wanted to ask you, how can we see to it? How can we, you know, handle that unmet or blocked expectations in a way that stops all of these negative consequences that follow? Well, when we face an unmet expectation, we've been offended, life didn't go the way we had planned, it is totally natural, totally natural and normal to start down a downward spiral. It just is. It's humans. It's the way we are. It's natural to start down that track uh, that, that can not end well for us. And so there's ways to, to I've discovered to, to stop it before we let it, for, before we nurse it too much. And I took a, a, a lesson or a, a, a series of lessons one time at Scope Ministries, and they talked about the acronym READ, R-E-E-D, and it was how to handle your expectations when they're not met. And if I can just read them, R-E-E-D, I think about that all the time now. Something will happen, I go, okay, go through that little acronym again. And the first one is R. So when something happens that you weren't expecting and you're starting to go down that downward spiral, R is recognize your negative emotions and express them to God. Mm. So often the, the first step is recognizing it. We just take off and we feel this way, but we don't recognize. We don't stop to say, wait, what are you feeling? I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling frustration or I want to retaliate. To recognize the feeling is the first step, just to reckon, or recognize it, to stop and say, Pam, what are you feeling? The second thing, the E, which I loved, was the express your emotions to God. God, I am feeling offended. God, I'm feeling angry. God, I am feeling, and talk to him about it. Just ex- first expose it to him and express your emotions to God. So R, recognize. E, express your emotions to God. They taught me E, evaluate. Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? So you're, you're driving down the road and you're feeling angry and you have to stop and say, oh, where is this coming from? A lot of times, male, we're upset. We don't even know where it's coming from. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're put off, we're upset, we're, we're short, we're moody. Where is this coming from? And we have to stop and have a little talk with ourselves. Where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from the fact that three days ago, something, something, something. And to go back, go back, pinpoint it, and ask God where it's coming from. And at this point is the deciding factor. I mean, all these things, recognizing, expressing to God, realizing where it's come from, you're at the crossroads at this point. So what are you going to do about it? Hmm. What are we going to do about it? And the last one is D, decide. Decide to replace your thinking and behavior with God's truth. In other words, at that moment, to yield your expectation to God, defer the right to Him, defer the right to retaliate, or defer defer it to Him. Yeah. And so it's R-E-E-D. Let me say it again. Recognize, 
express your emotions, evaluate where it's coming from, and decide to replace it. I love that, Pam, because we can't control other people or you know things that happen, but what we can control is ourselves and the way that we're going to react. Uh-huh. And so that's turn. It's sort of this conversation is us looking in the mirror. And, and saying my expectations have been, haven't been met, and I couldn't control that, but here's what I can control. Exactly. You know what, too? I, <laughs> I had something happen the other day, and first of all, one of them is one way to control it, and you may say this is good or bad. I'm not sure what it was for me the other day, but it is, <laughs> it is to ask the Holy Spirit to put, have your antennas up all the time and to quicken you with something if he needs you to know something, because yeah. half the time we're oblivious to stuff. Yeah. And it's to, it's to put your antennas up and say, my antennas are up. Lord, if you need to tell me something, then you just use my antennas and let me know, because yeah. otherwise I'm oblivious. So yeah. so the other day, I, <laughs> if I tell you this, you're going to say, oh, Pam, there goes, you thought, oh, we started this, that, that I might be holy in all my examples, but this is going to prove you wrong. This is my favorite moment. Okay. So here we are. <laughs> so anyway, so I, Rich and I are going to Austin and I'm on the phone driving down the road and I'm talking to the receptionist at the hotel and, you know, I'm excited to go. What, what days do you have open and everything? And I couldn't hear her. And so I talked a little bit louder, you know, thinking if I talk louder, she'll talk louder. And I still couldn't hear her. And so I talked a little bit louder. And she finally said, lady, you don't have to yell at me. (laughs) Okay. And I'm thinking, wait, you're the receptionist and you're trying to get people to come to your hotel. And of course, I just wanted to just. So anyway, I just was quite a minute. And I need to make sure I got my reservation. I thought, be smart. You need this reservation. Right. Yeah, you're going to so end up. <laughs> I, I'm going to end up home up out on the street. So I was just stunned, Mel. I was just, oh, I just, I was going to retaliate. I just need to figure out how I was going to do it. And so, <laughs> and so, and so I, so, so I, I thought, no, you're just going to wait. And I said, okay. And I said, oh, by the way, before you hang up, what's your name? Because see, I'm going to get her name. Her yeah. name's. Tiffany. No, Jessica. Oh. Her name's Jessica. Oh. So I thought, okay, I will decide the best way to teach this young whippersnapper a little lesson that she needs to learn from me because she can't act like that. And so we get to the hotel and I haven't called or said anything. And I thought, you know what? When we leave, I'm, I am going to, and, and Jessica was there, I'm going to ask Jessica to front desk and get the manager there, and I'm going to have a little visit with both of them. And so I'm walking up to the desk. I'm so excited to share my education lesson with this young little whippersnapper. (laughs) I'm so excited. And I walk up to the desk, all prepared to teach her a lesson. And I walk up to her, and the second I get up there, my antennas are up. The Holy Spirit says to me, don't curse her, bless her. And so she looks at me and she says, can I help you? And I looked at her and she looked at me and I looked at her. (laughs) I was trapped. (laughs) And I just took a deep breath and I just said, have a good day. And I turned around and I sat down on the couch and I opened up my devotional and it said, How is it possible that you, who has been blessed by the mercy of God, can't extend that same mercy to others? Mm. Why is retaliation more often your natural response to an offense than forgiveness and kindness? 
How is it that you can be so impatient and feel the urge to defend your rights when God's patience with you stands as the most redemptive miracle of your life? Of course, I melted. I felt such shame, <laughs> but I was I was glad I I was I don't I don't even have words to say how I felt at that moment. I just felt yeah horrible. Or well, I'm not sure how I felt. <laughs> I think that where you need to feel wonderful is that you were able to listen to the Lord even when you really felt like you were right. Mm -hmm. And I just had this conversation with my friend that sometimes we want to be right and sometimes being right and following Jesus don't take you to the same place. Mm -hmm. Because she had she has been arguing with someone, not arguing, but having a complicated moment with a family member. And I said, well, you're just trying to be right, but the Lord wants you to love sure. them. And I love that you heard him even when you were, I, you know, you, I just imagine you just, you're stomping up there, mm -hmm. ready to go. And that, so I'm mm. really inspired that you listened to well, him even in that moment. I don't know. Well, thank you. I don't know if the inspiration is the word exactly, but I do want to say on the way out, she yelled out. Have a good day, ma'am. And I just thought as I walked out, the only whippersnapper that learned anything that day was me. Mm. It was just me. But you know what? It's interesting because obviously God's trying to do something in me right. concerning that. And it came up again just a few days ago with somebody else. And it's interesting that immediately I recognized God's still trying to work mm. that lesson in me. And in you, perhaps you have, perhaps you have something that you're easily angered about something, or you're easily put off by something, or you're easily, something can easily get you off track, that it's a lesson that God wants to purify that in our hearts, and He wants to make it where we show grace, and that's our first response, grace and mercy, grace and mercy, grace and mercy, and He's doing that in me, He's He's refining that in me, and I'm so thankful, and, and that is where our unmet expectations should go to God. So, you know, Mel, we've talked so much about... Um, all these human expectations. Let's talk about what we can expect from God, because okay. what can we always expect from God? And when I say always, there's not a lot of things I always do to, as a human except breathe. Hmm. But there were some things that that we can expect from God when we're put off. We can expect from God. I have two things. First, we can always expect God to be God. And what I mean by that is I often think that God is mirroring me. So if I'm angry, he's angry. Or if I'm frustrated, like with you, you wanted him to be frustrated at her. Like we're, mm -hmm. me and God are going to show Jessica something. And God wasn't being Pam. God was being mm -hmm. God and he will always be God and not us. And so when we are angry, he's loving. When we want to give up, he's unconditional. When we're tired, he never sleeps. And so we can always expect God to be God mm -hmm. um, and to just let him do his job and be good at it. And that's what he does. He interrupts those moments. And my favorite thing about God is that he will never, this is the opposite of always, but it's the same. He will never give up on us. And I wanted to tell a story in scripture because I, I get to this moment where I have to remember this all the time. And I, I, it is my favorite thing. And this is one of my favorite stories. It's in John 21 and Peter's having this experience that proves Proves, proves that that God will never give up. So he will always, what's the opposite of never give up? He will always be there. Mm -hmm. He will always be for you. Um, he'll never give up. Peter at this point in the story has really messed up, Pam, <laughs> if you hadn't heard. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, he, he spent a lot of time with Jesus and he, he got really close with him. And then when he saw Jesus being arrested, he got scared and he denied that he knew Jesus and, and he did it not just once, but he did it three times. And then Jesus was murdered on the cross. And there's this sort of gap in the story. And then we find Peter and Jesus in John 21, and they have this moment. And it's one of my favorite moments in in the gospel of John. Uh, Peter's in the boat again, and he's not catching anything again. And uh, Jesus shouts out from the bank of the water that they should throw their nets on the other side. This is the second time this happens. And they do it. And then after they do it, they catch a bunch of fish and then they recognize that it's Jesus, which we could go off on that forever. Mm -hmm. When Peter recognizes Jesus, he jumps out of the boat. And I just want you to imagine him in his clothes running through the water. If you've ever tried to run through the water, it's really hard. And he's running towards Jesus and he gets to Jesus and Jesus is making breakfast. (laughs) I love this moment. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have not been able to find another time in scripture where Jesus is cooking. And I think this is a phenomenal moment because I believe that Peter was running towards Jesus because in this gap of the time where he denied him until now, he's probably been holding a lot of guilt and shame. Like, oh, I really let Jesus down and I really hurt him and I was a bad friend. And you know, when you just have that time when you need to apologize to someone, but you haven't met back up with them and it's just keeping you up at night, that's where Peter is. And so he's running to Jesus, and I, I, I bet you his expectation was that Jesus was going to berate him and mm-hmm. shame him and say, you denied me, how about I deny you now? No breakfast for you. But Jesus was making breakfast. He had the chicken minis out, and he was <laughs> he made breakfast. And I just think that is such a powerful moment. What Jesus was saying with that breakfast is like, hey, Peter, I'm not going to give up on you. Mm-hmm. Like you did that. the worst thing over and over, and I'm not giving up. And if Jesus didn't give up on Peter, he's definitely not giving up on us. And so I just hope that all of our moms can remember that we have a God that will make breakfast. I love that. that but what we have to do is that we always have to get out of that boat and run towards him and have that moment. So G- God will always be God and Jesus will never give up on you. And I need to hear that all the time. Yes, we do. And you know what? We can say 100% all the time. We can count on his um, unending presence. Moms, you are not alone. His unending presence, he sees you. And we can we can count on his unchanging love. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, no divorce, no, 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 you know, terrible thing we've done. Nothing can separate, nothing can separate us from the love of God. I'm so thankful our expectations uh, are so secure in him. And it makes me want to end today. Uh, Mel, before I close, do you have anything else concerning this you want to say to single moms? No, I just want to say, I mean, we're always going to have expectations mm-hmm. that weren't met by ourselves and others and that you don't have to do this alone. That's why Arise is here, yes, right? That, ex- that we hope we meet your expectations and always being here and having resources for you. So, Absolutely. I love that. You know what? Um, I I love the fact that when you stop and think about your expectations, where they come from now, they usually come from our kids. They come from our what people say. Our expectations come from the mirror. Our expectations come from... Uh, what we're hoping the doctor's office will say, they come from our bank accounts. Our expectations come from our circumstances. 
all these things. And yet God's word says in Psalm 62, 5, it says, my soul, that is my mind, my will and my emotions, wait for God, for my expectation comes only from him. That when we realize all of our expectation are positive, they come from him, then we're enabled by the Holy Spirit to handle all these other things that we have divine enablement on the spot. And moms, whatever you're facing today, you have divine anointed enablement to handle it, to deal with it, to get through it, to triumph over it. Do not despair. The rest of that verse goes on to say, uh, because in him you will never be disappointed. In him. And so draw on that special anointing today that you can say my expectation comes from God and from God alone and that will pretty much smash all those other expectations that can carry us down the wrong road so friend I am so humbled we had the opportunity to just take a snippet of your day enter into your unexpected moments into your uninvited places perhaps thank you so much for trusting us to come into your heart into your car into your wherever you're listening this thank you so much for the opportunity we never take for granted the fact that you allow us to invest in your life and we thank god for that so thank you for listening um you can send feedback if you want to to info at ariseministries.net. Please share this on your um, other social media channels. You can find us on iTunes or Spotify. And above all things, just uh, check us out at arisesinglemoms.com. We would love for you to visit us again. And above all, please know that God is sufficient for all that you face today.